Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. One day, we'll all look back on The Kimmer Show, yeah. laugh nervously, yeah, and change the subject. It, oh. The Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. <laughs> Wait a second now. I don't. Uh... <laughs> How you doing? We made it. Hey, it's Friday. Thank you. Smiles only, people. It's Friday. We made it. We're happy. We're walking on the right side of the grass. And that's all I know. 1205, how you doing? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. <laughs> News Radio 1067. 844 I'm going to start you off with a couple of happy kind of pet stories. One not quite so happy at the end, but the other definitely was. And then we'll talk about the King's speech. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the I have a vision while I'm sleeping, where his famous word was Saturday. <laughs> Copyrighted that word. I'll talk about that. Also, the Vatican cave. The Pope didn't clarify anything. You liar. What a freaking liar. He's a coward and a pansy and a cover-up extortion liar. It's just like the, the, during World War II when the, when the Catholic Church helped the Nazis get away with it. I mean, come on. She, they probably imported those uh, uh, Chinese whores to go for the uh, uh, combat to Japanese soldiers in World War II. The Comfort Girl. The Comfort Girl. The Vatican. Also, just in, Mount Holyoke College will cancel the vagina monologues. <laughs> Duke caves into pressure. Al Sharpton back at his extortion game again. Saturday! The uh, pizza delivery girl. Good for you, gal. In fact, uh, I think we need to check more on this story. We will, though. Guy tried to rustle her to the ground. <laughs> The Army Ranger School, not really for girls, but you can sort of pretend you went there. Uh, the civics test for Arizona graduates of high school. John Kerry brings a singer to Paris <laughs> for a little hug. He wants to hug me, hug, hug, hug. Also, uh, the Gitmo thing, Clinton on Muslims, Scott Walker on Hillary Rodham Rodham, Ohio State's quarterback is staying. Black Ice, oh my God, did you hear Channel 2 talking about Black Oh, I can't believe it. Also, my last chance to reunite with the Black Crows. They're officially disbanding unless I can do one final performance of the song that was my nemesis that got me kicked out of the Black Crows in 1994. And I'm going to try one more time to bring us all together. And if it fails, it's on me. Look out! 1208. All right, here we go. 844-404-1067. Oh, oh, I, we got to do this. I have a last set of tickets. Four tickets to the ultimate tailgating party this Sunday. College Football Hall of Fame downtown. 
Um, a free concert from Fallout Boy. There, you can, you're available to get your own food and drinks, but there'll be a free concert from Fallout Boy and the ultimate uh, fan experience trip travel tickets. If you win them, it's, it's a chance. Anyway, I'm going to give them away right now. It's for this Sunday, 844-404-1067, because you've got to come and get them today. Now, if you can't get down here by, you know, like 4.30 or something on a Friday afternoon, then don't play because you, you, you'll you miss them. But we have to have, you make sure you can get down here in time. And a hangman, I'll pick a number, a name, and stuff, and we'll uh, we'll give those away right now. Okay, twelve oh eight. Now, oh, I got I, I have I've way too much. I've way too much. I'll tell you what. I'm going to start with two stories that that touched me a bit today, and then I want to play the call to prayer, and also uh, tell you about some new, uh, apparently a new edict from uh, Mayor Kasim Reed. Uh, whoa, I'm not sure people are going to go along with this one, but we'll we'll get to it in a second. First of all, Woodbridge, New Jersey. Stella is a dog in an apartment building in Woodbridge, New Jersey, who has been battling cancer and also has a heart condition. So this dog was in bad shape, kind of on her last legs. Her name is Stella. (coughs) Her apartment building caught on fire. Stella woke up the family, and they got outside. Everybody was safe. The mother owner called for the dog, Stella, to follow her as they fled the building. And then they got outside, and they realized they couldn't find Stella. They didn't see her. They thought, oh, my God, she ran off because of the fire. Well, a little bit later on, they found Stella under her blanket in her house with her mother's, her owner's pocketbook under her blanket, like she was hugging her owner's pocketbook under the blanket as she passed away after saving the family from a fire. Wow. Sounds like she got her groove back. Stella got her. Oh God! Oh God! Oh I I. Oh I, oh 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 you you snake! I, it's cruel. That's just. Oh my God! Ah ah, mommy! Peter said something bad. Ay, ay, ay. Is that a hero? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Not exactly a groovy situation. And then wash your mouth out with this, or your ears. Yes, in Russia, a, a long-haired tabby named Masha uh, heard something in a cardboard box in the freezing cold and went over to investigate an inside an abandoned cardboard box outside an apartment complex in Russia, there was a discarded baby, newborn baby, crying. The stray cat, a stray cat, heard the baby crying, went over to the box, and instead of running away in fear, the cat jumped into the box, and her body heat saved the baby from freezing to death, because when residents came outside, they heard the cat meowing, which she never does. She's a very happy little kind of a stray cat that everybody knows. But she was crying and meowing and meowing. So the little girl said, gee, maybe the cat's sick or hurt or something. Went over to the cardboard box, and there is a cat keeping a baby warm who was abandoned in the freezing cold in Russia. And that cat now is getting all her favorite food she ever wanted. The neighborhood has taken care of her to say thanks. Great job. Wow. All right, we got so much more, uh, and we'll give away. We got our prizes. We got stuff. We got John Kerry. They got the singer. We have more di- musical diplomacy, musical diplomacy, and the new mayor's uh, uh, edict for public schools in Atlanta. Holy smokes! But first, you know something, Batman? What's that, Robin? 
She looks very pretty when she's asleep. <laughs> well, let's look at her now. <laughs> hey, you got an alarm over there? <laughs> Are you a light sleeper? You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. Stand by. This is Raymond Burr. Raymond. And this portion of The Kim Peterson Show yes. is brought to you by Senator Lindsey Graham. Lindsey. Who wants to know <laughs> is it wrong for a man to measure another man's inseam, <laughs> even if he isn't a tailor? <laughs> no, I don't think so. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. <laughs> Uh, do you dress to the left or to the right? <laughs> hey, hey, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> Look out. It's 12-18. And it's only me. It's only the Kimmer News Radio 1067. Newspaper Lines coming up, sponsored by the Signing Doctor. Doctor. And uh, so many other things. Oh, musical diplomacy salutes. And uh, we just have so much John Kerry and <laughs> going to France for a group hug. Uh, this is Jimmy Buffett. And it was on this day in 1996, Jamaican authorities opened fire on Jimmy Buffett's seaplane. They thought it was a drug trafficker plane, so they tried to shoot it out of the sky. Over Jamaica, 1996, a U2 lead singer, Bono, was in the plane with him. Nobody got hurt, but they, now, which is amazing, by the way, because Jamaica is, is the least crackdown country in the world on, on weed. I mean, my God, my final wife and I uh, went to Jamaica a couple of times. And, if you know, if you rent one of those tourist Jeeps, which, you know, they're bright blue and white. If everybody knows what the tourist Jeeps you rent look like. If you drive out into the country, go to the waterfalls, all the famous things. And if you drive in at all, every time you pass a hut, every single time you pass a hut, somebody comes screaming out of the hut going, Oh, American, 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 holding a great big stick of what looks like cotton candy that's kind of brown and uh, weedy. And it's like seven pounds of pot of marijuana on a big stick they try to sell to every tourist who drives by their huts. I mean, it's hysterical. And you know, when in Rome, I don't know. <laughs> Damn gentlemen tourists, you, know, you got to embarrass your country. You know, I don't want to offend these people. I, who am I to say no to a merchant trying to make a decent living for his family? <laughs> all right, look out. 1220, 1220, News Radio 106.7. Man, I got so much. I, I don't know how we're going to get this all on, but we have to. I, uh, billions of issues and topics um, from the I Have a Dream. I mean, I'm sorry, I have a, a vision at night while I'm while I'm sleeping speech. Uh, Duke caving into pressure. The Vatican still lying about the Pope and sucking up to Muslims. A damn coward. Uh, but first, if you don't mind, I got to do something. It's Friday, and as you know, we love our Fridays, but we also do something special on Fridays. If you don't mind, I'd like to do that for you now. Yes, I want to check the weather forecast. <laughs> yeah. What you doing, baby? It's raining, baby. Oh, look out. It's definitely raining, bed, my friends. And that means only one thing every Friday. Yes, it's time to hide the women and children. Because we bring to you now, Men's on Ball with a glorious Leslie Dove. Hey, Leslie, how's it going? Live from Men's International, where we'll be doing some ultimate tailgating of our own this weekend. (laughs) Don't forget, the first 500 girly men will receive a free fanny pack. (laughs) That's what I was afraid of. Something to put this stuff in, too. It's going to be... (laughs) (laughs) Load them up this morning. By the way, I love that band, Fallout. 
Fall didn't, they, <laughs> yeah, didn't they used to date Julia Roberts a long time ago? <laughs> Jimmy, did you just say that Bono and Jimmy Buffett were on the same airplane? Yeah, they were that one time. It's a damn shame them Jamaicans weren't better shots, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> just had a tall boy, he wasn't a small boy. <laughs> It's the disco version, I believe. Wasting away again here at Cox Radio. It's a different version. Well, the shooting has been world-class yeah. this season. The ball handling second to none. And how about them Hawks? <laughs> also, about those Hawks. <laughs> the Hawks are in first place. Gas is $2 a gallon. Ohio State didn't choke, and the chemist still has a job. The world must be coming to an end. Who would have thought? What's next? Are going to let Pete fill in or something? I mean, it must be... <laughs> Some ISDN clown from San Diego. Let's not go crazy, all right? I mean, maybe things will change now that that blooming idiot's gone. Anyway, the Packers game is uh, this Sunday, and Sunday, uh, they yeah. plan to keep it away from Seahawk cornerback Richard Sherman. Sherman, yeah. As a matter of fact, Aaron Rodgers said the only passes he'll make towards Richard Sherman will be in the locker room after. <laughs> <laughs> On the field, Aaron will avoid Sherman the way he avoids women unless cameras are rolling, you know? <laughs> I love his new beard. <laughs> a little fishy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Aaron could have defensive linemen in his face all day, and, you know, the Seahawks' pass rush is pretty intense as well. <laughs> kind of a recurring theme here. <laughs> Meanwhile, the New England Patriots yeah. are preparing for their contest with yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Apparently, Coach Belichick has been so busy, yeah. he hired Steve McCoy and Michael Lukovich to steal all the Colts' plays for him. You know, experts... <laughs> In the field. Subterfuge, yeah. <laughs> you know, I can relate to all the criticism leveled at Coach Belichick this week. Really? What do you mean? Well, I was the Dove was once caught in an illegal formation myself. <laughs> 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 I was over in Athens doing some sightseeing. And anyway, it's <laughs> a long story, you know. I, I didn't think so, yeah. I didn't go to the Parthenon because I didn't have time to visit no clubs. <laughs> See any clubs, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kemma. Yes, sir. Speaking of New England, the yep. bad news is former Patriot Aaron Hernandez yeah. is on trial for three murders. Murder, yeah. The good news is Aaron has just been hired to speak next month at Kennesaw State. <laughs> you know what they call a panel discussion out there at Kennesaw State? No, I don't, sir. Murderers row. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, this has been Leslie Dove. I'll see you at Phillips Arena. Go Hawks. Switch. Thank you, Leslie. Leslie Dove. Look out. Yeah, boy. It's Friday. And it's Leslie. And it's all of us. Oh, mercy. It's raining, man. All right, look out. Uh, 12.24. It's only me. It's only the camera. News Radio 1067. 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. All right, now, hold on. Here we go. Um, all right, I need one more of my sound things, and I don't know where it is. Uh, the, uh, call to arms there. Where, where did we put that? The, uh, three and a half minute, uh, call, the Muslim call to arms. Oh, to, the to, call to prayer. Yeah, yeah. I don't, where the hell is it? Uh, I mean, it's, I don't see it. Do you see it? <laughs> I swear to God, we had it. Well, I don't know, I don't know where it went. I don't see it either. All right, then. Oh, back, back, back. Oh, one more? Back, nope. Nope. Okay, well, let's do this live on the air. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God, I just, you know, I just don't understand anything, and uh, it's not going to get any better. 
You know, I, I, you know, a well-placed grenade in this whole section of the van down by the river would really do a lot of good, wouldn't it? Oh, sure, we'd be off the air for, you know, a couple of weeks while we rebuild. <clears throat> anyway, that's right. We don't need it. It's only radio. All right, 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. It's twelve twenty-five. All right, listen to this. This is incredible. You heard about the black ice this morning? You heard the black ice all over the roadway causing so many problems? Uh, listen to what, I don't think Channel 2 is getting it. Channel 2 television this morning uh, was, we're talking about the black ice and really uh, doing, uh, well, just listen to what they were Lots saying. Lots of reports of black ice. Ooh, you got to watch out for that dangerous black ice. It's transparent and sneaky. Hard to see black ice. That's right, Marcy. <laughs> Keep your loved ones safe and warn them to stay off the streets tonight because of menacing, life-robbing black, black ice. We have Channel 17's <laughs> field ice. reporter Darren Hempner with more. Darren? Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing out here in historic Ramsey Hill where there are currently no cars on the street due to uh, hazardous driving conditions. The black ice. Darren, are you talking about black ice? That's right. Ooh, geez. It's frightening just to even say black ice. It's scary, tricky, <laughs> ruthless stuff, that black ice. A uh, perfectly safe neighborhood can be suddenly terrorized by the appearance of black ice. <laughs> well, one must keep in mind that just because black ice looks different than white ice, it doesn't make it any more dangerous. Also, one must remember how hard it is for black ice to survive, what with the authorities trying to destroy it with the snow plows and the salt trucks. But black ice perseveres. Uh -huh, that's right. That's right. And as you can see right now, the city is being controlled by lots of oppressive white snow. <laughs> making it hard for all people to advance. And we don't hear much news about that. How do we? No, we do not. Well, thank you very much, Brother Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I think they misunderstood a little or something. I don't know. 1227, it's only the Kimmera News Radio 1067. You are listening to a replay of the Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. This is Mayor Kasim Reed, <laughs> and this portion of the Kim Peterson Jackie, Jackie. Show is brought to you by gay couples. With no impending pregnancy looming, how are they supposed to know when to get married? And now here's your host, <laughs> the Kimmer. Well, it's all timing, really, isn't it? All right, I'm doing this under protest by my own self, playing this song. And if you've heard it before... You're probably screeching right now, and I won't make it long because I want to keep you as an audience. In 1996, Wayne Newton performed his 25,000th Las Vegas show. 25,000 shows, and that was almost 20 years ago, and he's still going strong. He is Wayne Newton has performed more shows as a headliner in Vegas than any other human being alive, ever or dead. Here we go. You ever heard the song, John Boy? Probably not. No. This is an oldie. I know. It's Wayne Newton. The song is Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast. And it's a story of a little boy losing his father who's getting divorced from mommy. And little boy's trying to say, Daddy, where are you going? I don't, why are you walking so fast? I can't catch up. Oh, God. I'm going to start bawling right here. Oh, God, I hate this. This oh. is a Vegas show, too? Yeah. No, this was a hot, this was the number one hot rock, rock song. This is top 40 rock song. Probably 1963 or something, no, but you oh, you think 70. so? Maybe. Anyway, it's uh, anyway. We know. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't play anymore. This goes against just... every rule of broadcast <laughs> Sorry, journalism. Sorry, my bad. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, just, you know, one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to do a thing of, of uh, historically sad songs. Yeah. You know, like tell Laura I love her, and the one who got hit by a train and had her high school class ring in her hand, go back and get his ring. Oh my God, uh, Everly Brothers with ebony eyes, a girlfriend. Yeah, he's on army pass to get him married, and she dies in a plane crash. Oh man, I mean, yeah. All right, a couple of quick. I hear you. Well, a little happiness with this model, Kate Moss, birthday today. Kate Moss is forty-one. By the way, Kate Moss. Now that she's gained, you know, a half of a pound over the the uh, throw-up weight. Is a she is still an absolutely gorgeous woman, and the reason they uh, there was a, in fact one of my Vanity Fair articles uh, months maybe a year ago or so, Pete had an article about Kate Moss and her uh, thing with Johnny Depp and the whole deal. But I'm sorry about Kate Moss and the the, the first time that photographers saw her and they saw her leopard teeth, her cat teeth, she became a huge star. If you look at her a close picture of her to, of, of her smiling, showing her teeth, she has cat teeth. She has she has fangs. Fangs, yeah. Okay. She has fangs, and she's beautiful. I mean, it's sexy, don't you? I mean, it's not it's not you know uh, uh, unreasonable. It it doesn't look it looks well, great. No, I mean she's because of her fangs. Well, doesn't feel great. <laughs> well, but but they say because of those fangs that that made her stand out, and that and people don't realize when they look at her, but they say, "My, what what an unusual looking woman!" It's because she has fangs. Anyway, that's Kate Moss. Okay, twelve thirty six. Man, I don't have enough time. All right, I'm going to try to do this too. I came across this, of all places, in Sports Illustrated. Did you know that Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, the most important part of that speech was ad-libbed? Ad-libbed. There's, there's a story in Sports Illustrated about, the, about a famous coach named um, uh, Raveling. And he was, at the time, uh, doing some things that put him in Washington. He was right near the podium when Martin Luther King was speaking at the I Have a Dream speech. And so, and Martin Luther King, here's, I'm going to read this, a quick paragraph here. As Martin Luther King came to, the, came to the end, he sensed his prepared remarks were not rising to the spirit of the occasion. He had experienced this unpleasant feeling before. When he came to the sentence, and so today, let us go back to our communities as members of the International Association. He needed a better landing, so he raised his eyes, opened his mouth, and let God speak for him. And then he said, and so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. And he started to ad lib. King continued, I have a dream one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of it. And it goes on and on and on. Uh, his eyes no longer locked on the lector, and he gazed across a, ma- a mass of humanity. The spontaneous addition of this speech, which he ad-libbed, lasted two minutes and 40 seconds, 301 words, the most moving words, perhaps, of all American speeches. But I remember when I saw it, and every time I do see it and have seen it, I remember that it looked like he kind of lost his place. When he was speaking and got to that part, and, and also it wasn't grammatically as clear as the rest of his speech, which made me realize, uh, gee, I wonder whether he, whether he got lost for a second. Now I realize he had lived it. He had lived it. And the reason we can prove it is because when he said, thank God Almighty, free at last, uh, King took the papers that he had lying on the podium, folded them in his hands, and uh, Dr. Raveling said, Dr. King, uh, can I have that? He took the speech, and within moments there was a swarm of people between the two of them rambling, folded the papers, and put them in his pocket and has them today. And the I Have a Dream was not in that speech. I'll wait till the Kings find out yeah. he's got that. And I, gee, by the way, I wonder how much I owe him now just on general principle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, but can you believe it? That, 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 famous, those, that whole famous section was ad-libbed. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, that's really uh, pretty powerful to me. All right, now, 
Uh, oh, oh, also, on, did you get the picture on the uh, Kimmer Show Facebook page? Yes. Kimmer Show Facebook page. If you, and, and, uh, don't leave us. Now, keep listening to the radio. But if you have a chance, you're at your computer. Uh, two things. One is, a, is it Belgian guide dog? Uh, the uh, Royal Dutch Guide Dogs. Royal Dutch Guide Dogs. And it's like a training tape or a... Or a it's a commercial. It's a commercial about how they do and what they train. But it's moving. It's very, very touching and moving. It involves soldiers and military people, stuff like that. The other thing is, take a look at the picture of that hot chick on the Kimmer Show Facebook page. I showed it to John Boy. John Boy, your first reaction was? Now, John Boy's in his 20s, and he's, uh, you know, single and uh, manly and, you know, a regular American. What was your first thought when I showed you this picture of this hot chick? She's uh, pretty attractive. She's a dish, right? And you're saying, man, I'd, I'd go out with her in a minute. I mean, what, I'd marry that girl. Uh, well. Yeah. Well, guess what? She's 13. And she's one of the crime spree duo uh, kids going around, in the, including Georgia, Kentucky, the Carolinas. They're on a crime spree. She's 13 with her 18-year-old boyfriend. 13. They're robbing stores. They're stealing. They're passing bad checks. They're stealing cars. They're on a crime spree. It's like Bonnie and Clyde, for God's sakes. She's 13. She looks 28. And she all, and I said, well, no, I don't know. I mean, it's just, uh, there's, uh, how the hell did that happen? How did, does she have no parents? How did her parents allow her to start dating a, a, an 18-year-old boy? Now, I, I hope they didn't know anything about it. I hope they knew nothing about it. But I, I, I wonder what they did. All right, hold on a second. We got, re, I, I, let me get to Roger. It's Letter Rip Friday. Anything goes. It's your show, 844-404-1067. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll do it. I've got a billion things to get on, but it's your show. Roger, thanks for holding. How's it going, sir? Yes, sir. I'm doing pretty good today, but last week it was kind of rough. <laughs> last yeah. week I was in rough shape. I know that. <laughs> yes, hey, I didn't know if you know this, but uh, September 11th, 2015 is Patriots Day on a Friday. Right. What about that, dude? There you go. <laughs> Friday the what now? <laughs> yeah, think about that, pal. Yeah, yeah. All right, hold on a second. Now we got Larry. Let's see what Larry's up to, and I got much stuff to play for you. Hey, Larry, how's it going, man? How's it going? Yes, sir. Hey, I got a question. The, uh, the the issue about, you know, a gas to put people to sleep got me thinking about. I'm glad y'all are on there because uh, how about this one? Yeah. How about if we take uh, a couple of, of planes that are used for dropping fire retardant on forest fires and drop blood on ISIS? Well, hell, and then bombs. Blood, blood, blood out of them and then drop bombs. Oh, by the way, have you seen now the latest administration from uh, President Putitat, the deserter-in-chief, coward of the county? Uh, your president, Putitat, is now sending hundreds and hundreds of American military people to the place where they're trying to fight the ISIS fighters because the aerial bombardment of ISIS killers is not working. Just like everybody said, it wouldn't work. <laughs> Let's review. When President Putitat said, well, we don't want inv- no ground troops. We're not, we can't go after ISIS with ground troops, and by golly, we'll have those airstrikes. And everybody said, remember all the military commanders said, you can't, have a, you can't fight people with nothing but airplanes. You can't. You have to be on the ground and wrap them up, clean them up, and get them in a place and kill them. And so, sure enough, it's not working. So the president now has sent four or 500 American military people to go over and help them train how to fight ISIS because the airstrikes are not working, just like everybody who knew anything said they wouldn't work. I mean, and, and all that wasted time and all those wasted deaths, all those people killed in the meantime between putting that doing nothing and now finally saying we need ground troops. All those people who died this whole time, you can put right at his doorstep because he didn't do squat to stop it, knowing that it wouldn't work. Everybody told him it wouldn't work. Oh, God. Do I have to do everything? Yeah. I guess I do. I draw 42. I thought you might eventually notice that. That single statement indicates to me the 
first oncoming thrust of manhood, old chum. (laughs) (laughs) Old chum. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. Hello again, everyone. This is Howard Cosa. <laughs> and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show yes. is brought to you by the O.J. Simpson Limousine Service. Limousine? We get you to the airport with time to kill. <laughs> <laughs> and now, here's you. your host, Kim Peterson. Thank you so right much. There. By, <laughs> right there. <laughs> by the way, do you remember, I, from the O.J. case, they never got this into the court transcript but someone had testified or or told the cops or was a witness to telling somebody that he saw oj simpson hanging around a dumpster one of those big trash barrels outside the airport with a with a gym bag and then when he got on the plane he didn't have a gym bag so the thought was that oj hid the bloody knife and threw it in the in the in the garbage pail at the airport because he never would have gotten through security with it but he had a gym bag when he left home. He had a gym bag at the airport. Someone saw him with it near a, a trash barrel. And then when he got into the airport, he didn't have a gym bag. So that's where it went. That's, we think, where the evidence went. Bloody knife. Anyway. Now, this is James Taylor. You may have heard this. And I got the Newsbreaker line here coming up in a second. And uh, all kinds of good stuff here on News Radio 1067. Uh, James Taylor <laughs> serenading the French. Yes, Secretary of State John Kerry. Went to Paris, finally, to apologize for America being a wuss and being a bunch of cowards when it comes to standing up for anything. And he wanted to bring along James Taylor to serenade the French to prove that you still have a friend. Oh, my God! And then John Kerry actually said the words, I came here today to share a hug with Paris. To share a hug with all of France. Exact words. Share a hug? Yeah, that does a lot for Muslim, Arab, Islam extremists. Hugging? Oh, my God. But that's not the first time we've used international diplomacy, by the way. Have you heard about this? Uh, do you remember that uh, back uh, years ago, Nancy Pelosi, uh, when she started fighting with John Boehner as uh, the Speaker of the House, and then she was the Speaker, and now he's the Speaker. Well, Nancy Pelosi is trying to get John Boehner uh, to uh, show her who's a man around here again. Must you always be so? Johnny, get mad. Johnny, get angry. Give you a big lecture. I want a brave man. A brave man. I want a caveman. She wants a caveman. Johnny, show me that you care, really care. Come on, Bader, snap out of it. She's asking for you to show you really care, you know. Treat her bad, you know. We grew up with songs like this. Treat me bad. I want a real man. Oh, okay. Jeez. Anyway. Oh, wait. There's the news regular. Let's see who's on the old news regular. I don't give her show. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kemmer. Bring it here. Oh, no. Bring it to me. Ah, no, you don't have it again, sir. I... Working on that for eight years. John Kerry calling. Yes, sir. From France. Did you say a 13-year-old girl is on a crime spree? A 13-year-old girl, yeah. I guess it's never too early to prepare for a speaking career at Kennesaw State. <laughs> I hear they've got a killer lineup scheduled yeah. for this spring. <laughs> Well, thanks for playing that sound clip, camera boy. Yes, the crowds in France really love James Taylor. <laughs> really? Yeah, he also sang, Whoa, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. 
I saw a French girl who shaved under her arm. <laughs> Seen everything else. James didn't really say that. He just he didn't really see that. He just sucking up to the crowd, you know. Never been one. <laughs> I'll never forget when I got James Taylor's first album years ago. Yeah, really. Well. It came with its own needle. It does. <laughs> I mean, the way his popularity shot up, you'd have thought he was Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> it really shot up, did it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The psychiatrist told him he had to get back on the horse, you know. <laughs> but enough about Carly Simon. Hey, Joe! <laughs> you know, James Taylor even took time in Paris to do a tribute to the Kimmer. A tribute to the Kimmer? I didn't hear about that. They tell me it's a certain thing, but Kimmer will be gone by spring. He won't be there, no, 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 because he ain't got a friend, no, no, no. He ain't Michael Graham, ain't it good to know? Enough of that. Yes, sir. I assured the people of France, though, that President Obama has their back. Their back, all right, sir. Just kind of like the Peachtree Police Chief. Well, anyway, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Hope's it easy. <laughs> I understand Duke University uh, bowed to pressure. They're yeah. calling off that Muslim call to prayer. Muslim call to prayer. The good news is the ceremony will be held in its entirety over at Kennesaw State tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with a speech from Mullah Omar. So <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of colleges, Kimmer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why is that woman's university in uh, Hoyloik or Holyloik or whatever? Why are Holyoke. they canceling? Mount yeah. Holyoke, uh, oh, college for girls, right. why, yeah, Mount Holyoke. That's right. Why are they canceling Jane Fonda's one-woman show? Well, no, no, sir. The show they're canceling was the vagina monologues. So it's... Well, that's right. That's what I said. <laughs> well, so... <laughs> <laughs> we might have misunderstood. <laughs> that sponsorship from Mass and Gill lined up. It's a shame. I wonder what... <laughs> You understand the lady behind it went into a bar and ordered a vinegar and water on the rocks. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. It's John Kerry right there. Why did she order a vinegar and water? <laughs> <laughs> no lettuce. <laughs> Get that old bag over there whenever she wants to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mercy. Here we go. It's only me. It's only the Kibbera News Radio 1067. Yeah, Kennesaw State, Duke University. What's the matter with these? Duke University is now back down. They got so much uproar about having the call. Right, I, I, just for the record, and I, I, Missy and Brett, I'll get to you. Listen to this. This is the call to prayer. I'm going to play it. Count to ten. Listen to this, and then and then just like count to ten. Okay, it goes on for almost three minutes. So how would you like to hear that blaring over the Methodist church steeple at Duke University for three minutes? Or anywhere? You know, it's advertising for their religion. It's, this is just appalling. And Duke University, what a bunch of freaking hypocrites. I mean, this is just absolutely despicable. Absolutely despicable. Our 1255 Show, News Radio 1067, 844-404-1067. Uh, Mary's been hanging, or Missy, I think it is. Hi, Missy. Welcome to the Old Kimmer Program. What's going on? 
Hey, Kimmer. Hi, sweetie. Have you ever read any of the Harry Potter books? You know, actually, I I, try, I started reading one, and then for some reason I didn't finish, and I haven't tried to go back. I don't know why. They were well-written. I just haven't really read them. No. They're really good. You should. Yeah. But in the books, they call the bad character he who must not be named. They won't ever refer to his real name. And every time that anything bad and kind of dark rises up, the leaders of the, you know, the wizard people, uh-huh. they totally deny it. They act like nothing happens. And wow. it, it kind of, it, it enables the dark to rise up kind of underneath the scenes. Yeah. And it just makes me feel like this is what's happening. They're unwilling to talk about and name the actual terrorists. Yeah. You know, that's a um, great it's point. It's crazy. That's an act. And, and isn't that funny how it becomes real life? That's exactly yeah. what's happening. All of us, I mean, look what happened in France. By God's sake, France uh, has changed so many rules to allow Muslims to have no-go zones. And then they wonder why all of a sudden, and then they don't have their police with automatic weapons. And then they wonder why there's a problem. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> and I just heard now Atlanta police, thank God Atlanta police are going to have to, are now going to learn how to shoot an assault rifle. I mean, that's just, oh, no. I mean, come on, you guys. Of oh. course, every cop in Atlanta should have three or four assault rifles at all times. And they should have their own cop car and their own stinking driveway, too, by the way. God. <laughs> of course cops have to. And then people complain, oh, they're becoming too militaristic. Well, look what happened in Paris, you freaking idiot. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. Management has nothing but confidence in the Kimmer well, and very little of it. <laughs> the Kimmer Show. On News oh, I get it. <laughs> Thank you. Look out, it's only me. 105 on News Radio 1067. Ronnie Millsap, famous blind country singer, is 72 today. Remember the uh, dancer and choreographer, actress Debbie Allen, 65. She was from the original uh, Glee. It was Fame, but it was original kind of a Glee show from Fame back way, way long ago. Debbie Allen, 65. And um, Renee Felice Smith from NCIS Los Angeles is 30 today. There you go. Oh, my God, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Uh, what's that? I'm sorry? What? What's the big deal about him being a blonde country singer? Well, no, I... Uh, it's blind. Blind country oh. singer. <laughs> so much. Anyway, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067. 844-404-1067. Brett the truck driver. Happy Friday. Brett, how's it going? There you go. Your trucker's got a horn in the camera. <laughs> How's it going, Kimmer? Good. What's up, man? Oh, nothing much. Hey, uh, if the terrorists would use what? Mad Dog 2020 in yeah. their bomb-making material, yeah. they, would get, they would get by every airport in the United States. You know that? Why is that? Just think about it for a minute. All right. I'm going to go ahead and think okay, about it. Think All right. About we'll it. put them on hold. All right. Let's, see. Let's see. All right. So Mad Dog. we got Mad Dog coming in. Airports, all right, so the guy has Mad Dog in his pocket, let's see. All right, would, it, would it be in a bag or just in the regular container in the glass? Okay, he walks through. Yeah, I, I see. I can see that now. They're walking right in there. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, we solved that one. Uh, let's continue with our Kimmer Helps the Little People program today. <laughs> 107. <laughs> News Radio 1067. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, News Radio 1067. Okay, um, oh, man, what, what do you want to do first? I've got, I've got way too much. Um, 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 how about, um, 
Uh, no, I don't. Oh, yeah. Hey, here's what we'll do. Uh, you may have know, You may have heard that uh, uh, Putty Tat, as you know, we keep playing the fact that he will not say the word Islamic terrorist. He will not say Islamic extremists. He will not say extreme Muslims or anything like that. However, a lot of other people are talking about it, including Lizzie Graham, we mentioned yesterday. But lately, even Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton is sounding a lot more Republican than he has since before he was elected president when he was trying to pretend he was a conservative. Well, I agree that Muslim leaders have to do more to combat the extremists, but I don't think that you can blame the religion. These people are politicians, guerrillas, stone-cold killers. They just are throwing the religion out to try to lure more and more converts in and legitimizing cold-blooded murder. Well, he sounds old, doesn't he? But I think when the Egyptian president appeared with a Coptic Christian and spoke against it, the Jordanian president, a king, for years has been out front, even though his country is somewhat vulnerable to the extremists. Yeah. And you're seeing more and more people now speak up. That, I think, is really important. I think the same thing happened a couple of weeks ago when all those school kids were murdered in Pakistan. Finally, you had people in the society saying, we got to go after these people, and we've got to stop letting them pretend that they're speaking in the name of religion. Mm-hmm. It, it, basically, they're operating in a shame-based environment. You know, they know they're not uh, as wealthy as some other places. They know they're not creating opportunities, and that's a lot of trouble. It's hard work to get up and build something, and it's a lot easier to tear a barn down and make it and think they're going to heaven as soon as they get zapped for killing people who aren't armed and can't defend themselves. And um, so I think that, you know, that this event in Paris, which was horrible, and I feel so badly for... I get to the point. ...the families, the French people... Wrap it up. ...involved in the free press there. But it has galvanized the world to see this for what it is. You read the profile of these two guys that were most prominently involved in the killing and how they got sucked into this by somebody essentially using religion and religious politics to advocate the world's greatest double standard. Bingo. If you come to our country, we won't let you worship the way you want. We won't let you say what you want to say. We won't let you do what you want to do. However, we have come to your country, therefore we have a right to do whatever we want to do, including kill you if you make us mad. There you go. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. The the world's greatest example of hypocrisy. And and this is my theory all along. You know, I okay, you Muslims can come to our country and try to change our culture and make us obey your rules and do whatever you want as soon as I can go to your country and change your culture and do whatever the hell I want. How about that? Well, someone said this once, that they are obsessed when they're in other countries about minority rights. Right. But they have no minority rights in their country. They have no rights. They don't have rights. Hell, the women can't drive a car. You can't vote. (laughs) You get get a beating if they see your ankle. Or stone, killed, murdered, chop arm. Oh, my God. I mean, this is Stone Age nonsense. And yet they're coming over here to flee that so they can bring it over to our country. That's not what we're about. Oh man, you know, it's just, and Bill Clinton said that. Bill Clinton said that. Good for him. I, I, I give him kudos. What bothers me is this is a setup for Hillary. 
Elizabeth Warren's already announced a New Jersey senator. She's not running, or a Massachusetts senator. She's not running, uh, which leaves Hillary the presumed and only runner so far. Uh, and she's not even declared. But I think Bill's setting up for them to co-presidency again, where he's going to stump for her. He's going to say, well, we, we need to stand. This nation needs to stand up to these terrorists, you know. Oh, oh my God, Hillary's going to be able to stand up to the terrorists. Uh, don't be fooled. She's not going to stand up to the terrorists. She was taking a nap during Benghazi. And then saying, what difference does it make what happened? Oh, this is sneaky. He is so clever. He's the best politician, the best political rhetoric faker of all time. Of all time. Better than Clarence Darrow, better than any, uh, I mean, pick one. I don't know why I came up with Clarence Darrow. Bishop Fulton Sheen. (laughs) Bishop Fulton Sheen. (laughs) Twelve, what's it? Someone ends up dead. We've gotten off to a rocky start. You've killed three people. I'm not perfect. <laughs> you are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. This is Larry Munson, and now here's Larry your host, man a man who somehow got the idea that I hated hate him from the first time we met. Always hated him. Actually, it was the second time. <laughs> Here he is, the worthless son of a... Kim Peterson. <laughs> it just... I don't know why. I worked with Larry and Bob Skinny Bobby Harper. Ding dong. We chased Lady Luck till we finally struck Bonanza. <laughs> Lauren Green. A rope, a head full of hope. We planted our family tree. There are actually words. Billy Crystal proved that to us. <laughs> In that movie, The Lost Boys, what was it? Uh, go back City to Slicker. City Slicker. Anyway, this is <laughs> 117. <laughs> yeah, the Ponderosa. This is 1973, the last episode of Bonanza aired on NBC. It was until that time. One of the most popular and longest-running series ever, like Gunsmoke, and one of the old, 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 long-time TV series. Back when people, back when families used to sit around the television as a family in the living room and watch TV together. There was only one TV. If you had a TV, you had one TV. Nobody, I mean, you know, <laughs> this was way back. All right, look out, it's only the camera. Let's see, a quick uh, birthday of note. Actor Richard T. Jones from Judging Amy is 43 today. I don't know. All right, 118 on News Radio 1067, 844 404 uh, 844-404-1067. Pam's coming right up. A newsmaker line's coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor! In just a moment. And I do want to I get right to Pam here. I want to get the story on, though, about... Uh, there was a, You may have heard about this book called The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven. This is not the same one that's the movie that's out now, which is there is uh, Heaven is for Real or Heaven is Real or whatever that movie. This We're not talking about that one. But this is a case of, in 2010, a book came out called The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven. Published by Alex Malarkey. <laughs> that, that could be a key there. If you're going to ask Lamb's name, Malarkey. <laughs> uh, it was a bestseller. The boy was in a coma after a car wreck when he was six years old. The coma lasted two months. He was paralyzed and then came out with a memoir uh, describing miracles, angels, and life beyond this world. And then he is now, this week, said he made it up. He said, I did not die. I did not go to heaven. Please forgive the brevity, but because of my limitations, I have to keep this short. I said I went to heaven because I thought it would get me attention. When I made the claims I did, I had never read the Bible. People who profited from lie, people have profited, profited from lies and continue to. They should read the Bible, which is enough. The Bible is the only source of truth. Anything written by man cannot be infallible. Well, the publisher is taking back the book. 
and their related products. Uh, his mother, by the way, has said it was puzzling and painful to watch it come out because she didn't think he ever went to heaven in the first place. Oh, it says people were, you know, everybody was ignoring it. It's just, you know, I told you so, you stupid idiot. But anyway, that. But that now again, this is not the one based on the, the new movie. Heaven is real. That's different. That's this kid. And as far as we know, he believes he went to heaven and, and came. I mean, he was in heaven. Is he going to hell? He could probably go to hell now. Sure, that'd be fun. One, two. <laughs> well, the lying little bastard. I mean, well, come on. You got, you know, no, really, this is a crime. I mean, think about all the people who, you know, you just had someone die, and you say, oh, you know, even little boys know there's heaven, so I, I feel better now that I think even a little boy proves there's heaven. Oh, uh, he was lying. Oh, hey, thanks. Really appreciate it. I'm a monster. <laughs> One twenty. Hey, wait a minute. There's the newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Cameron. Uh, this is your former president, Bill Clinton. President Sticky. How's it going, sir? Well, John Boy needs to be a good boy if he wants to be reunited with his wife and the great beyond, because all dogs go to heaven. Oh. <laughs> that was a movie. She's a lovely gal. <laughs> I wanted to call and just yes, say yeah. that Brett the truck driver makes a good point. What's that, sir? What was his point again? <laughs> Something about an airport and I Yeah, you know, I mean when you're half the show they can't all be gyms, you know. I mean <laughs> When did he become co host? I must have missed him. Well, I almost had another heart attack. The Kimmer actually complimented me a while back. I did. I said something. Yeah, you notice how us Democrats talk really tough about terrorists 10 years after we're out of office? Right. <laughs> I mean, don't forget I was the president who passed up a dozen chances to kill bin Laden because I was too busy getting favors under the table. That's right. <laughs> Not to mention bribes. <laughs> yeah, those other things. Yeah, fact never mentioned by the brain-dead 9-11 commission whose members were kind of like Burl Ellis jurors when it came to giving me a break. <laughs> Apparently, sir. Too bad that Burl Ellis wasn't convicted, Kimmer. Oh, what do you mean, sir? Oh, he could have gotten a speaking gig over at Kennesaw State. <laughs> you know, Kennesaw State has an exciting new lecture planned for next month. Oh, they do? I didn't hear. What yeah, it's called Keys to a Happy Marriage with your host, Fred Tokar, so you don't want to miss that. Oh, Famous Atlanta murderer of his wife. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad we're finally relaxed and travel to Cuba because Cuba, yeah. maybe I can pick up some cigars that people are willing to smoke. <laughs> that you can actually light. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point. <laughs> what was Brett's point again? <laughs> It was a great call. He just should have honked that horn about seven seconds sooner. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> great to be on the Thank show. Thank you so much, Mr. Former Pretend President. <laughs> i got to get a new humidor. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> this one stinks. 122. <laughs> News Radio 106.7. 844-404-1067. Look out, girls, girls, girls. All right. Uh, let's get to the phones. Pam on News Radio 1067. Hello, Pam. How you doing? Um, fix the dog. If I start coughing, hang up on me. Oh, well, I feel I, bad for you. Are you taking something for it? Or what, are you, what are you doing for I'm it? Anything? Getting better. Yeah. We're the whole, going through the whole family. We're taking Mandy out for a birthday today. And well, all good. well, good for you. That's great. I think Brett was uh, drinking a little of that MD. Brett might have had a little something here. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> he might have had a little but something. I just wanted to tell you when uh, you said that about uh, the I Have a Dream speech. Yeah. And, you know, 
that gave me chill bumps. That that makes so much sense. You know, it's like he just reached out and it came to him instead of being prepared in the speech. Well, the story was that this uh, fellow, the famous coach, um, said that it, it was clear that Martin Luther King knew that he was losing it. Uh, that it, he was mm-hmm. he wasn't being exciting. They were the remarks weren't going over, and he said it was a terrible to be circling around there without a place to land. You know, in terms of a speech. And then, and, and I remember with the first time and every time I've ever seen it, I always thought to myself, he, he kind of stumbles. It, it was like I, I thought he lost his place. But now that I realize he made it up, he ad-libbed it, it makes clear why it wasn't the same kind of cadence as the, if you read all this, if you hear the rest of his speech, the cadence of the rest of his speech is different from the cadence and the words, the grammatical structure of the sentences in the I Have a Dream part. And the reason is because mm-hmm. he ad-libbed it. Yes. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Wow. And in other speeches as well. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you another thing. I've got an aunt that I love uh-huh. who is, a, a, you know, a, a liberal, liberal, liberal. She yeah, always yeah. has been. And uh, she's 83 now, takes care of her 94-and-a-half-year-old boyfriend. They live up north. Oh, my. Yeah, she's been with them since the 80s. Mm. And uh, she said that they were trying to get some help for him now that he's, a year ago, when they went to the doctor, the doctor said, we can get you seven days a week help because you can't lift him. You're 83. You can't yeah. do this and that. Yeah. So he wouldn't do it because he thought she'd leave him. Yeah. So uh, now they went back to get it. And with Obamacare, guess what? They don't get it. They can't get the help. Oh, man. And she said, but Pam, that doesn't have to do with Democrats or Republicans. <laughs> it was just it didn't turn out as well as we all hoped yeah, it Yeah, isn't that, isn't that unusual? Isn't that sad? <laughs> Listen, isn't I, hope sad? You feel, I hope you feel better for the weekend, Pam. I'm Glad you called. It's always a treasure. One twenty-five. Here's uh, Rob or Bob. I think it's Bob on News Radio one zero six seven. Hello, Bob. Hey, Kimmer. Since it's now our show, do we have to start making alimony payments to your ex-wife? <laughs> Very funny. Let me put you on hold and give you a prize here. See if we can give you a prize of some kind. Hey, oh, he hung up. Oh, heartbreaker. <laughs> a little too late now, Pally. You know, you get blood out of a rock or whatever they call it. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> 125 on News Radio 1067. You know, a lot of people don't know before every show, you do the same thing the Reverend King used to do. What's that, sir? You lift your arms to heaven and go, oh, God, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and end up ad-libbing three hours. <laughs> How about that? Oh, in fact, you know, we talked about about John Kerry, the pansy uh, Lurch bringing over James Taylor to serenade the French because uh, John Kerry said he wanted to share a hug with France and Paris. Well, music diplomacy is not new. In fact, remember this? Was it last summer when Putty Tat was over? Was it the funeral of Nelson Mandela? Yeah. Was it, and the, the remember the chick, the Swedish prime minister, uh, or, Danish. The, or Danish or Swedish or Danish prime minister, this hot hot blonde chick, and Putty Tat was kind of flirting with her. Well, we now understand because this was the song that he actually sent over to her before their meeting. The first time ever I saw your face. And together they, they touched hands. They shared a hug. I thought the sun His lips moved closer to hers. He could feel her breath, the pounding of her heart. And he reached over to her and said into her ear, shaka nagga nagga Nice beaver. 127. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. 
Hey, this is Mark Lemke. <laughs> and now here's your host. Hall of Famer. A man who couldn't even buy his way into the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> There's a first. Here he is, Kim Peterson. <laughs> There's a first. Look out, 134, and it's only the Kimmer. A News Radio 1067. Happy Friday. Let her rip. Anything goes. It's your show. Hello. <laughs> Donna. Yeah. This is Lewis. This is Carol Channing singing. <laughs> <laughs> In 1964. What's that? 60? It's 50 years ago? Holy smokes. 50 years ago, Hello, Dolly, starring Carol Channing, opened on Broadway. This, of course, is Louis Armstrong. You're going to have the math guy calling you I know. again. <laughs> what is it, 40 years? 50 years? <laughs> Carry it a four. Let's see. Two. Also on this day in 1990, Tom Cruise and Mimi Rogers released a statement saying they were ending their three-year marriage because Tom Cruise was a cheating slime bag. Well, I don't think that was the actual announcement, but yeah, Mimi Rogers was a dish. I mean, she, yeah, he, uh, he dumped her. He dumped her for the redhead from Australia. They were in a movie, that movie together where they, the Irishman came far over. And to, away. Far and away. And they came over to get land in America, whatever it was. And, and he was starring with, uh, what's her name from? Uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. And he fell in love with her. And that's when he dumped Mimi Rogers because he was falling in love with his co-star in, in Far and Away. And that's the way it goes. That's why you really, really should just not have women. By 135. Well, that might be a little harsh. I, I, all right, here we go. It's only me. It's only the camera. Hangman's got a story for us. Come on. If, if you get a minute, come on and tell us your story. Uh, kind of an amusing little incident that happened today. Also, we were, ta- we were talking about musical diplomacy. And I have news lines coming up, sponsored by the sighting doctor. doctor. Uh, and uh, musical diplomacy, John Kerry brought James Taylor to Paris today to sing a serenade of You've Got a Friend to French attendees. And John Kerry said, I just wanted to share a hug. I mean, this is appalling. People died, for God's sake. So he brings James Taylor. How about some freaking uh, nuclear missiles? How about a couple of warheads? How about some more jets? How about some napalm? Freaking Agent Orange. How about that? How about dropping about 45 million gallons of Agent Orange all over those freaking Islamic killing Muslim radical scuzzbags? It doesn't matter if it's desert. It's going to kill anything it hits. Anyway. A hangman. What do you got? I just wanted to say ran into one of Pete's high school buddies this morning. Yeah, cool. Um, Steve Watson over at the Mighty Key Muffler Shop in Snellville. Yeah, everybody's um, somebody in Snellville. Everybody's somebody. And it's he just mentioned that he listens to the show and found out that I was... Wait, oh, no, wait a minute. Okay, now wait a second. Just start from the beginning. You're driving and you have a bag. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a backpack, and on my backpack is a badge that says News Radio 1067 Media Pass, and it's got my picture. Okay, so, so he says. He sees my bag, yeah. and he says, Hey, you work over at News Radio 1067. I said, Yep. He goes, What's the uh, Kimmer like in real life? I went to high school with that Pete Snake Davis. And I said, Well, the Kimmer's just like. Well, you don't have to tell radio. that part. I mean, you don't, you know, <laughs> really, uh, you don't tell what he told me he, about he's me. He's my <laughs> boss. And he goes, He's your boss. And I said, yeah, I'm the hangman on the Kimmer show. And he's like, oh, man. And it's just, <laughs> as usual, somebody finds out who I am, and I get all the niceties in the world. Outstanding. Oh. And he knows he, he was a hangman with Pete, was he? He Hanging went to around. high school with Pete at Southwest DeKalb High School. Uh, we want to hear their stories. <laughs> Do you think you'll actually graduate? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hangman. 137 on News Radio 106.7. In musical diplomacy, John Kerry and James Taylor. Uh, but it's not only that. For example, you may not remember... We weren't around this uh, before, right before World War II. The reason that the Germans got away with everything that they did in Europe when they took over one country after another is because Neville Chamberlain 
who was the uh, prime minister's uh, prime minister of Neville Chamberlain uh, before Winston Churchill, who was a, who was a, an, a, a congressman or whatever they call it, the House of Lords or guy for a while. And anyway, uh, Neville Chamberlain, the prime minister, had a meeting over there in Europe with the Nazi people, and, and he, he said, you know, they don't have any designs on other countries. Neville Chamberlain basically gave Hitler permission to take over Europe. He didn't believe that they would do anything wrong. But you may not have known that actually what happened was that uh, that Neville Chamberlain sent a song over to Hitler while they were uh, trying to decide exactly uh, how to take care of the thing there. <laughs> Get the fucking old stinking saga. Where the hell is this? On your God bless stinking dirty rotten. What? It's not there. Where is it? Oh, crap. Never mind. No, I'm not going to do this anymore. From now, I'm just going to read the freaking paper for three hours. I can't find it. What song are we looking for? This one. Oh. Do you see it? Yeah, I'm sure it's on there somewhere. I don't see it. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> well, now it's not worth it. <laughs> hey, uh, Neville Chamberlain sent this musical bit of diplomacy <laughs> over to uh, Hitler. Like two and a half minutes, wow. you're never going to get back. I, uh... <laughs> Hello. Hi, Bob. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Anyway, it's only me, 139 on News Radio 1067, 844 1067, 844 1067. Have you heard that Arizona, the state of Arizona, is going to require high school graduates to be able to pass a civics history test? I'll tell you what, hold, I've got the test. Here we go. I've got the test. John Boy, you're about to take the civics test for Arizona uh, high school graduates to get out of high school. Okay. And this is, uh, are these all from the immigrants yeah. test? Yeah. I think they're from the immigration test well, to become a citizen. Test, yeah. Civics test. Uh, number one. And by the way, this is cheating because they give you, it's a multiple choice. So you can see what answers might be, and that'll always kick off your memory of which one you think mm-hmm. it is. They ought to have it where you don't have any choices. You have to say what it is. Well, let's try this. How about this? Uh, John Boy, here you go. Question number one. The idea of self-government is in the first three words of the Constitution. What are those words? We the people. We the people. Hey. And he did it without seeing the other The other answers are, ask not what your country can do for you, which is a lot more than three words. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Four score and seven years ago, I have a dream, and we the people. And you picked we the people. All right, what do we call the first ten amendments to the Constitution? Bill of Rights. Bill of Rights. Not the Ten Commandments, not the law of the land, not the executive laws, not the supreme laws, which is what the other answers were. How many amendments? Oh, this this could be tricky for most people. How many amendments? The camera got it right, however. How many amendments does the Constitution have? 26. 27. Close. Very close. Uh, How many U.S. senators are there? This is easy. Nine. No, wait, wait, wait. U.S. senators. No, 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 no. That was was pretty. Hold on. Let me U.S. senators. Two, three. Yeah, well, and then there's a hundred. There you okay, go. Okay, but see, people, me. you know, it's really funny because congressmen are, are gone, or are, are yeah. 535, but that's based on population. Um, uh, let's see, in terms of, oh, here we go. If the president and vice president are incapacitated and cannot serve, who becomes the president? Um, Secretary of State? Nope. The uh, choice is Secretary of State, Speaker of the House, Secretary of Homeland Security, Attorney General, Secretary of Defense. It's Speaker of the House. Really? Yep. Speaker uh, of the House. Uh, they wanted somebody elected. And okay. As opposed to All Secretary right. of State, who was not elected, he would be appointed. And they wanted somebody who was elected to go to the next highest office. Okay. Uh, how many justices on the Supreme Court? You already said nine. We know that. Who's the, who's the current governor of Arizona? That's hard. It's still it's Jan lady. Brewer. It's a Jan Brewer. She's still. And who wrote the Declaration of Independence? The founding fathers. 
Uh, give me a <laughs> name, buddy. Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Oh, wow. It, the, the names were John Hancock, Thomas Jefferson, Benedict Arnold, Benjamin Franklin, or George Washington, and the answer is Thomas Jefferson. <clears throat> Although I think Adams had something to do with it, too, John Adams, but that may not be right. Yeah. Uh, and during the Cold War, what was the main concern of the United States? During the Cold War, what was the main concern of the United States? Um, was a nuclear war. Well, I mean, uh, well it's, if you saw the answers, you know. The, the answers could be Nazism, terrorism, fascism, communism, commercialism. Oh, communism. Communism, oh, okay. yeah. So those aren't that hard. If you can't get those, you don't deserve to get a high school diploma. And I think all, all you have to get is like 60 out of 100. That's a D. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can get in Auburn with that. <laughs> Hell, you can be on scholarship to Mississippi State. Yeah. <laughs> 142. Can't get my feet out of this goo. It's like quicksand. It is quicksand, Robin. Riddler's own prepared mix, cleverly disguised as strawberry icing. This is Fred Thompson, and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by AIG, where we'll take your house away quicker than the Kimmer's final wife would. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Yeah, boy, 147. More news lines coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. Jason's got a poem for us. We'll get to that in a moment here. In the meantime, you can... Uh, Wish the best to Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon. He beat Mariah Carey to the courthouse. Apparently, Nick Cannon filed divorce papers December 12th, which is relevant because on December 3rd, Mariah Carey showed up three hours late to tape a segment for the NBC tree lighting special. Remember that? Man, they were furious. Those crews are all waiting for her for three hours. Mariah... Because she, the reason she was late was on the phone with her lawyers going over property settlement issues. And then Nick filed the papers a week later after they hashed out a deal. And he went to the courthouse first. And they're going to get the, the divorce. And she's completely detached Nick from her new lucrative deal in Vegas. Mariah Carey is going to be one of those Vegas chicks. Also, oh, by the way, and I got news bringing on in just a second. You may not have known this, too. Uh, in case you get to Final Jeopardy, January 16th, 1865, Union Major General William T. Sherman issued Special Order Number 15. You know what that is? You'll know it when I tell it to about you. You'll remember it. It decreed that 400,000 acres of land in South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida would be confiscated. General Sherman wanted 400,000 acres of land in, in the South here, including Georgia, confiscated, divided into 40-acre lots, and given to former slaves. That order, which was later revoked by President Andrew Johnson, I mean, he put it into effect, but it was revoked by Andrew Johnson, inspired the expression, 40 acres and a mule. That's where it came from. William Sherman wanted that to happen, and the president overruled him. Now, do you think that would have been a good thing, kind of like a no-go zone type thing? You know, let's think about it. We, can, we, we should do a mental thing one day. What would have happened if, in fact, the former slaves were freed and were given 40 acres and a mule? Like another country. They were, they were supposed to be given that. Sherman said, you can give them all 40 acres and a mule, we'll start over. And uh, President Andrew Johnson said, nope. So they didn't get it. All right, wait, hold on. Jason's got some. But wait a minute. There's a newsbreaker line. Let's use that old newsbreaker line. Uh, good afternoon. Hello, who is this? Hey, it's Charlton Heston. Mr. Heston, I think I must be getting Alzheimer's. <laughs> what do you mean, sir? Well, I think I'm the only one in the Kimmer audience who understood what Brent the drug driver was trying to say. <laughs> We're still working on that one. I don't... Thank God I don't have Alzheimer's. No, that's what I was thinking. What was I talking about anyway? I don't remember, sir. 
Why would Holyoke College cancel a speech by Saxby Chambliss? Did he get a yeast infection again? No, no, sir. They canceled the vagina monologue. Oh, I thought it was a description of his 12 worthless years in the Senate helping Democrats out. Finally, some good news for the royal family, Mr. Heston. It couldn't come a moment sooner for Buckingham Palace. Have you heard it? No, what happened? Prince Andrew has decided to marry his childhood sweetheart. Oh, really? Well, she's still in her childhood. He's 54, I think. (laughs) He likes some young. Pete Davis told me they're holding the ceremony in Mississippi where it's still barely legal. (laughs) Barely legal. Yeah, Yeah, Papa John's ought to hire that DeKalb delivery woman as their new spokesman, Mr. Heston. <laughs> Her new spokesman. Well, she has a hell of a lot better aim than Peyton Manning does. <laughs> Shot the guy in the face. You know? Think I'll fake an injury. <laughs> my arm, my arm. <laughs> I think it's broken. Hey. <laughs> Looks like you forfeit, you know. The rules do allow for a substitution. The answer is time for a visit from the mysterious East. Yes, sir. Charnag. The Charnag. Magnificent. The, magnificent. the answer to this question is murder she wrote. Murder she she wrote. How did Angela Davis describe the subject of her speech at Kennesaw State? Answer <laughs> <laughs> this question is half a loaf. Half a loaf. What do they call a part-time job at the SCLC? <laughs> SCLC, what does that stand for again? The Southern Chase Lounge Conference, I think. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a hardwood floor and Josh Ernest. A hardwood floor and uh, spokesman Josh Ernest. Name two things you might find under a rug. <laughs> I guess I should talk. When I was on that series, series the Colbys, Ricardo Montalban and I were held at gunpoint and forced to trade two pays. It was a cliffhanger. <laughs> I remember that series. <laughs> the answer I hold in my hand, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The last envelope oh, for this afternoon. Thank you, God. May your only son send Coach Sandusky a letter of intent. (laughs) (laughs) He's not even coaching anymore, so it's a very bad sign if he sends him a letter of intent. (laughs) Fruit roll-ups. Fruit roll-ups. What do they call sleeping bags over there at Cox Broadcasting? Oh, no. <laughs> Tim. Tim. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'll see you, Sugarloaf. <laughs> Thank you, Charlton. Look out. It's only me. It's only the giver. <laughs> A news Radio 1067. 844-404-1067. All right, let's get to Jason on News Radio 1067 with a perm for the camera. Hello, Jason. How's it going? Well, I'm all right this week, Kimmer, but <laughs> last week I was in rough shape. Uh, welcome aboard, sir. What you got for us? <laughs> I call this Ode to the Kimmer. Ode to the Kimmer. All right, sir. The Kimmer Show, what can you say? It'll likely be over most any day. <laughs> when it comes to ratings, the Kimmer does slay him. Too bad his name isn't Michael Graham. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love you, Kimmer, so don't be sad, even though management keeps calling you Brad. <laughs> When the time comes for the Kimmer to go, we'll probably get six hours of the Michael Graham show. (laughs) (laughs) 
he made it a whole year, but we knew he was toast when they never changed his title from interim host. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the contract expires, there'll be no begging or pleading. The last nail in the coffin was that dramatic reading. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmer took off for Christmas and gave us a scare. We hoped and he prayed that he'd still be on the air. <laughs> and John Boy and Hangman, Pete and the rest, Kimmer, we love you. You guys are the best. Ah, Jason, you're too kind, sir. Jason and a perm to the Kimmer. <laughs> love the show, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. Have a good one. <laughs> there you go. Oh, just in. We got sports of Pete in about 25 minutes, 20 minutes or so. But just in. A yeah. uh, new decision involving Joe Paterno. Yeah, the NCAA is going to reinstate his 112 wins that they took away they from took him. They took away. Joe Paterno was the coach during the Jerry Sandusky business with the perversion in the locker rooms, and nobody did anything about it, and the coach should have known better. He knew better. about it. He, he knew, knew about, about it. it. He didn't do anything. He didn't tell her. He didn't do the right thing. So they punished him by, well, one, he got fired, and his career was over, and he died shortly thereafter, probably from a broken heart as yeah. much as the disease he had. But also, they t- they didn't take it to school wins. So it was a school his record for the number of wins as a football team. But his personal coaching record, they eliminated over 100 wins, yep. which I, they went back to the years that uh, Sandusky, Sandusky was diddling was the boys. But now, so what happened? Uh, well, the family sued and blah, 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 and they're going so to. They caved, the NCAA caved. They there. look like they're going to cave, yeah. So so he will not, isn't he the most winningest, he, is the winningest coach in He the will history? be if they give him those 112. Now, well, you're the sports guy, what do you think? <clears throat> Hell no. I mean, he he obviously. I mean, everybody loved Joe Paterno, but the, he, there was a hidden secret, and the mm-hmm. secret was that he was a coward. He didn't do the right thing for his children, for his school, for his football program. He knew. He knew. They he all knew. knew. They all knew up there. Yeah, and they were afraid to say the governor knew. Would, the guy bad. running the place knew, yeah. and they let it happen. Yeah, they let it go. And maybe this, maybe that's the, the the only good thing out of this is that I doubt that's going to happen again. I don't think any other coach is going to stand by the sidelines if he knows something like this is going on among his program. I can't imagine he'd say, "Oh, I don't want that paternal business." Call somebody, do something. So anyway, but that, I don't think that's right. I think it's a shame, and I think it's another example of cowardice, caving in, afraid of a lawsuit. Was the family Muslim? Are they? I'm assuming. One fifty-seven. Uh, I guess they're Muslim. Paternal, Allah paternal. Yeah. The psychiatrist said he was tired of Kimmer's issues, well, so Kimmer canceled his subscriptions. Uh-oh. Get it? Issues, subscriptions, issues. The Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. All right, hold on a second. Now, wait a minute here. <laughs> Oops, rap. I forgot my music. Where's my music? Oh, no. no, I can't even believe it. Oh, no. Well, yes. The Kimmer. Well, actually, what happened was I, I got distracted because I just, shall I say this? I don't even want to bring it up. I just got an email from my boys in the Black Crows. You know, they founded themselves. They started at Walton High School, the Black Crows singing group. Well, now it's just come out. It's just been, you heard it on the news a minute ago. The Black Crows are fading to black. Founding member Rich Robinson said the group's breaking up after 24 years. He has issues with his brother in the band, Chris, the lead singer, of course, and Rich, they've had some problems. And, you know, when I was in the band, I used to try. I, I had to play Peacemaker, like, yeah. for four years going on with these two guys. And they finally kicked me out of the band uh, because I didn't know, uh, you know I, I, I kept getting the verse wrong uh, for the, my favorite song of the Black Crows. And I kept getting it wrong and getting it wrong, and finally they just kicked me the heck out of the band. Uh, so what I just found out, however, I just found out they texted me, they, if I can do the chorus of Hard to Handle, 
one last time properly, they'll stay together for the rest of this year. All right, my little girl. Let me light. Go now. Okay, writing it down. All right, I'm going to go slower this time. All right, shall we try it? It's all on me now. If I can get this chorus right, the Black Crows will stay together this year. All right. Hey, little girl, light your... All right, here we go. Come on in there, Richie. Come on, Chris. Here we go, I'm ready. Wrote it down. Here we go. Oh man, I'm gonna bring them back together. The Black Crows get together with a Kimmer. Here we go. I've done it again. I've done it. I've ruined everything. God. I'm not I'm not good. I'm just I'm not I tried again. Here you go. The last shot. Last shot. Hey, little girl. Hey, come in, man. Let's go. Pep, pep, pep. Damn it, Mikey. Damn it. I'm so sorry. Uh, It's my fault. It's my fault. They're going to break up. And I had one last shot to save them, and I screwed up. (sighs) <sighs> 208 News Radio 106. We got a Twitter request. Twitter request. All right, Twitter me, baby. Gentleman wants to hear the uh, Scott Kimbler hang up call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's a, we, we have a by request segment. If you ever want to hear anything by request, we'll get it on for you. If we are able, we shall do it. All right, well, hold on a second. Let me set the story again. You recall back during the election time last fall. Uh, there was a woman in charge of the Douglasville voting area, and she refused to let a guy vote because he came in with a hat that said NRA instructor. It didn't say, I hate Democrats. It didn't say, I hate the president. It just said NRA instructor. That's all it said, a hat. She thought it was too political. So she kicked him out, would not let him vote with that hat on. Well, Scott Kimbler called down there to do an interview with this particular woman. And this is after I was berating around the room. I mean, we blasted her. The newsmaker line was creaming her. We were yelling, you know, calling her names. And we were just blasted her for being an idiot and incompetent and a complete political hack and a disgrace to voting in America, stuff like that. Well, <clears throat> several days later, or the next day or whatever it was, Scott tried to call down and talk to her. And here's how that went. Yeah, I'm looking for Lori Fulton. Hello. Hey, this is Scott Kimbler, News Radio 106.7. Doink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, I'm looking for Lori Fulton. Hello. Hey, this is Scott Kimbler, News Radio 106.7. <laughs> and then for Scott, this is like the, was it the next day or two days later or something. He's doing an interview with a lady, and this is how that conversation went. Congratulations on your new marriage. Um, actually, I'm newly divorced. Oops. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. 
Okie doke. Anyway, it's only me. It's only the Kimber News Radio 106.7. I got, got the glorious Leslie Dove coming up. More news lines coming up. Holy crap, it's Swartz with Pete coming up. And also, I don't know whether you heard this story. I can't believe this didn't make more local news, but it was out of DeKalb County this week. A woman uh, named, um, let's see, what's her name? Uh, Mrs. Stevenson. Uh, uh, <laughs> she worked for Papa John. Here, here we go. Um, uh, that's the suspect. What the hell? Well, what's the girl's name? Uh, was arrested during the second suspect, left the scene. Anyway, this woman working for Papa John's, okay? She's a pizza delivery girl at Papa John's. She went out on a delivery run, and instead of being met with an angry customer with no cash, she found herself facing an armed robber who forced her out of her car, ordered her onto the ground. Uh, his name, the suspect, is Don Quaz Devon Stevenson, and he uh, forced her on the ground, had a gun of his own, but he didn't bother to search her. So when she got on the ground, she pulled out her own gun and shot him in the face. (laughs) Unfortunately, he lived. A second guy fled the scene uh, in, I guess, a stolen car or her. They took her car or something. Anyway, Papa John's has a policy that their pizza people are not allowed to have guns. Now, if she has a carry permit, she's allowed to have a gun as a, a human being, an American citizen. But if a company says you can't have a gun as part of the workforce, I don't know whether they supersede the state law on that or not. Their policy is no guns on our delivery drivers. Well, obviously, that's a stupid policy. This woman just saved her freaking life. Yeah. And, and, and so instead of, you know, they, they took her off the beat now to deliver pizzas. So no more tips for her. They reassigned her. They won't say what it is, but they reassigned her. How about giving her a freaking raise and maybe your picture on the, on the front of the building saying, congratulations to an American woman uh, who took matters into her own hands instead of becoming a victim, became active and, and helped solve a crime. How about giving her a reward? How about a, how about a, a, a promotion? Hell, you ought to make her the damn manager. She knows how to take care of business. I like this girl. Anyway, 212, 212. Is this because I'm white? It's not because you're white. It's because you suck. I know exactly what apartheid feels like. Holy <laughs> boopaya! <laughs> you are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. This is Count Floyd from SCTV, (laughs) and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by Dracula, Dracula. who does so little during the day, he was just named an honorary Democrat. (laughs) 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 And now here's your host, who he's scary, Kim Peterson. (laughs) Yeah, he's an honorary king brother. Uh, 218, a couple of birthdays of note here in the old Kimmer program, NFL quarterback... Joe Flacco, the Ravens, is 30 today. And A.J. Foyt, famed auto racer, is 80. Happy birthday. Anyway, but now, holy crap, it's sports. And Pete Davis. Your first place Atlanta Hawks. Visit Toronto tonight. Maybe check out the Sky Dome Lounge. Visit the John Candy Memorial. Then off to play the Raptors. Uh Uh-oh. Sad news. Former Major League Rod Craig, who fell on hard times and became homeless, was stabbed to death a couple years ago. Was that the pitcher? No, he's kind of... He That's really, Roger Craig. Who am I thinking of? Roger Craig for was the a manager. former manager of the Giants yeah. and everything. So but who's no, this guy now? Rod Craig. I'd never really heard of him, yeah. to tell you the truth. But uh, a couple years ago, he was killed. The man who killed him has been convicted of second-degree murder out mm-hmm. in L.A. Okay. Now, Craig had tried to join a hobo encampment, but was told no by the hobos. So as he was leaving, he tried to kick the camp dog. Oh. The other urban campers <laughs> yeah. chased him down and stabbed yeah, him. The other death. outdoorsman didn't take too kindly to Moral that. of the story, yeah. don't kick a dog when you're down and out. Well, it was probably a Muslim dog, so if you do that, you're going to get killed. <laughs> it was probably clutching a purse. Yeah, sure. 
Oh, oh God. Sorry. Speaking of homeless, yes. guess who had the missing O.J. Simpson Heisman Trophy all these years? Who's got it? A homeless guy. What? They called him when he called Southern Cal asking, how much uh, for a Heisman Trophy? <laughs> <laughs> now, he didn't steal it. No, no. He traded a Burgundy Honda Accord and $500 cash for it several years ago. Which is what made him homeless, I'm guessing? Well, right, right after it, he basically went uh, bankrupt and became homeless. But, but the he only kept thing the trophy he kept, in his shopping cart, right. pushing along with the garbage bags and stuff. And by the way, the man he bought it from had to dig it up from his backyard. Holy moly. Right. Now, I don't usually do ultimate fighting stories because I don't consider it a real sport. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to see hairy men slap each other, then grapple on a mat in a sweaty, gropey, homoerotic <laughs> embrace, <laughs> i go watch high school wrestling. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or the eagle on ponds. But that's another story. Yeah, another whole issue there. Uh, oh, you laugh. You know about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> UFC fighter Paige Van Zant yeah. says Paige. she's a better brawler when she's suffering from PMS. <laughs> Aren't we all, lady? Duh. Next, you got to tell us you're not going to pick up the check at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Paige is actually really cute. The second cutest cage fighter behind are Tiffany, of course. Well, Tiffany's yeah. You know something, Batman? What's that, Robin? She looks very pretty when she's asleep. <laughs> Let's look at her some more. Yeah. I, hope, <laughs> I hope no one minds me noticing how pretty she is. I thought you might eventually notice that. That single statement indicates to me the first oncoming thrust of manhood, old chum. <laughs> old chum. <laughs> So do you you lock your windows at night or yeah security system over there? Uh, you have a, a partner of any kind? <laughs> you have a dog? <laughs> the AFC NFC title games on Sunday: uh, Green Bay versus Seattle and Indianapolis against New England. Yeah. And a suburb of Seattle is banning all cheese this yes, weekend, I, uh, which uh, means no Wayne Newton songs. No, that'd be wrong. And finally, we just talked about this. The NCAA announced a proposed agreement will restore. 112 wins by Penn State's football team that were wiped out during the Jerry Sandusky child molestation scandal and would put the late Joe Paterno back as the winningest coach in major college football history. So they did take away the wins from the team as yeah, well I, as the coach. Yes, yeah, so I was wondering. Now, the consent well. decree sprung from the scandal that erupted when Sandusky, a retired football assistant coach, accused of sexually abusing boys, some of them on the campus, in the In the shower showers. when they caught him. Yeah. Kinky. And now, now it doesn't seem right to me that they should take away the wins by the team, but they, uh, his personal record, if they're going to punish him for not doing enough, then, you know, affect his personal record. But uh, this just doesn't seem right. Yeah. It's just more political correctness and, 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 and you know, failure of character in, in the threat of a lawsuit. I've never cared for Penn State anyways. Well, anyway. I mean, I've already, I, I actually, I appreciated them because, you know, no names on their jerseys, plain white and navy blue numbers, and that's it. There were no goof, they don't, no showboats, just plain white helmets. I mean, you know. Just it's, a molestation of small Just boys. the other than little boys. you got to have an outlet. Those guys party way too hard for me. I, that's what it did it for me. Anyway, uh, 223 on News Radio 1067. Uh... Well, you know what? Before we got, to, yeah, let's yeah. do this. Let's do this. Let's check the weather forecast, shall we? Let me see what's it doing, baby. It's raining. Oh, look out! It's raining men, and that means one thing, my friends. It's time once again to hide the women and children. It's men's on ball with the glorious Leslie Dove. Hello, <laughs> hey, Leslie. How's it going? Live from Men's International, where we'll be doing some ultimate tailgating of our own this weekend. <laughs> Don't forget, the first 500 girly men will receive a free fanny pack. 
That's what I was afraid of. Something to put this stuff in, too. It's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> Load them up this By morning. the way, I love that band Fallout. Fallout. Didn't, yeah, didn't they used to date Julia Roberts a long time ago? <laughs> Jimmy, did you just say that Bono and Jimmy Buffett were on the same airplane? Yeah, they were that one time. It's a damn shame them Jamaicans weren't better shots, I can tell you that. <laughs> just had a tall boy, he wasn't a small boy. <laughs> It's the disco version, I believe. Wasting away again here at Cox Radio. It's a different version. <laughs> well, the shooting has been world-class yeah. this season. The ball handling second to none. And how about them Hawks? <laughs> also, about those Hawks. <laughs> the Hawks are in first place. Gas is $2 a gallon. The Ohio State didn't choke, and the chemist still has a job. The world must be coming to an end. Who would have thought? <laughs> What's next? Are they going to let Pete fill in or something? I mean, it must be... <laughs> Some ISDN clown from San Diego. Let's not go crazy, all right? I mean, maybe things will change now that that blooming idiot's gone. Anyway, the Packers game is uh, this Sunday, and Sunday, uh, they yeah. plan to keep it away from Seahawks cornerback Richard Sherman. Sherman, yeah. As a matter of fact, Aaron Rodgers said the only passes he'll make towards Richard Sherman will be in the locker room after. <laughs> <laughs> On the field, Aaron will avoid Sherman the way he avoids women unless cameras are rolling, you know? <laughs> I love his new beard. <laughs> a little fishy. <laughs> it looks like Aaron could have defensive linemen in his face all day, and, you know, the Seahawks' pass rush is pretty intense as well. <laughs> kind of a recurrent theme, yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, the New England Patriots yeah. are preparing for their contest with yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Apparently, Coach Belichick has been so busy, yeah. he hired Steve McCoy and Michael Lukovich to steal all the Colts' plays for us. You know, experts... <laughs> In the field. Subterfuge, yeah. You know, I can relate to all the criticism leveled at Coach Belichick this week. Really? What do you mean? Well, I was, Dove was once caught in a legal formation myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was over in Athens doing some sightseeing. And anyway, it's <laughs> a long story, you know. Yeah, I didn't think so, yo. I didn't go to the Parthenon because I didn't have time to visit no clubs. <laughs> I didn't see any clubs, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kemma. Yes, sir. Speaking of New England, the yep. bad news is former Patriot Aaron Hernandez yeah. is on trial for three murders. Three murders yeah. The good news is Aaron has just been hired to speak next month at Kennesaw State. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they call a panel discussion out there at Kennesaw State? No, I don't, sir. Murderers Row. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, this has been Leslie Dove. I'll see you at Phillips Arena. Go Hawks. Swish, swish. Thank you, Leslie. Leslie Dove. Look out. Yeah, boy. It's Friday. And it's Leslie. And it's all of us. Oh, mercy. Look out. 226. More news break lines coming up. Sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Also, black ice. Maybe it's something else entirely. <laughs> you are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. And now, yeah. here's your host, a man who's on such thin ice. Yeah. Cumulus gave him a one-day parking pass. <laughs> Kim Peterson. Oh, yeah. My company calendar goes to March. <laughs> oh, my God. 2.33. Happy Friday. Yeah. 
Now we're talking. Little rock and roll, baby. Catherine Anderson Schaffner of the Marvelettes is 71 today. Please, Mr. Postman. Also, birthdays don't include uh, talk show host. I don't know if she's still working. She might be. I don't know. Uh, Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura Schlesinger is 68 today. Uh, this nut job used to be carried off in a, in a gurney once in a while for panic attacks. She's a doctor. Now, she's not an actual doctor. She's a physiology studying the anatomy of the body doctor. But, she, you know, she comes, I'm Dr. Laura, as though she's a psychologist or a psychiatrist. She's not. She, had, she got a Ph.D. in naming the bones of the body. So, you know, anyway, and she's the one responsible for dumping me off my shift. When I was on the afternoon shift at the other place across the street, they hired Dr. Laura, and she only would come to the radio station to do the job if she could go on live. And she was in California, and her show was on at noon. So she wanted to come on live at noon in California, which would be 3 o'clock in Atlanta, which was when I was on the air. And our station said, well, we're going to have to dump you, and they made me go 5 to 8 at night. Remember that? I thought that was the end of everything there. Anyway... And then she took my audience from number one to number 55, and it had to start all over again. Oh, my God. Oh, she, she blew off. I mean, everybody was gone. Their audience disappeared. It disappeared. I mean, it went, it went from, you know, like number one or two in the market to zero. I mean, to nothing. Anyway, I'm not complaining. It's all over. I don't know. That was before. All right. I want, and I got a special something for you on this black ice business, too, in case you missed it. But also, um, uh, just in to uh, the Kimmer Show, uh, the answer is... Lazy Boy Furniture. Lazy Boy Furniture. What do you call the chairs that Marty and Dexter sit on down at the King Center? <laughs> Speaking of the King Center, you may not know that uh, we're, we're going to be on uh, Monday is Martin Luther King Day. His birthday was yesterday. And I mentioned earlier, I read the part to you that his I Have a Dream speech, the part that he said I Have a Dream, which was two minutes and 40 seconds, he ad-libbed. He ad-libbed it. Uh, anyway, uh, Martin Luther King Day is Sunday or er, is Monday, and we're going to be off now. Do you want to do the giving the blankets to the homeless at Woodruff Park, or sh- do you want to do the soup kitchen? We can switch. We'll start. Normally, we soup kitchen and blanket I like handout. Soup. All right, you do the soup first. Like I'll soup. do the blankets, then we'll switch. You know, we'll do that for five hours, starting around four thirty uh, mm-hmm. Monday morning uh, till around four thirty in the morning till around ten, and then we'll switch from ten to six. Uh, we'll switch, and I'll do the soup kitchen. Then we'll go back from 6 to midnight, which you normally do. I'll do the blankets, and you go back to the mm-hmm. soup. Would that be all right? Okay. All right. All right we got to settle then. Uh, excellent. Uh, 2.36. And uh, this weather visit, we had black ice. Had a horrible shutdown of the interstate system today, parts of Atlanta area. And, uh, in fact, I think Channel 2 misunder. I think they really offended a lot of people with their coverage of the uh, black ice this morning. Lots of reports of black ice. Ooh, you got to watch out for that dangerous black ice. It's transparent and sneaky. Hard to see black ice. That's right, Marcy. Black eyes? Keep your loved ones safe and warn them to stay off the streets tonight because of menacing, life-robbing black, black ice. We have Channel 17's field reporter Darren Hempner with more. Darren? Yeah. (laughs) I'm standing out here at historic Ramsey Hill where there are currently no cars on the street due to uh, hazardous driving conditions. (laughs) Darren, are you talking about black eyes? That's right. Ooh, Jesus. It's frightening just to even say black eyes. It's scary, tricky, ruthless stuff, that black ice. A perfectly safe neighborhood can be suddenly terrorized by the appearance of black ice. Well, one must keep in mind that just because black ice looks different than white ice, it doesn't make it any more dangerous. There you go. Also, one must remember how hard it is for black ice to survive, what with the authorities trying to destroy it with the snow plows and the salt trucks. But black ice perseveres. Uh-huh, that's right, that's right. And as you can see right now, the city is being controlled by lots of oppressive white snow. 
making it hard for all people to advance. And we don't hear much news about that. Now, do we? No, we do not. Well, thank you very much, Brother Darren. <laughs> but let's be honest, Black Ice is the real menace. Last night, I was in a perfectly safe neighborhood walking away from an ATM machine when Black Ice just snuck up on me and practically robbed me of my balance. Ouch. That sounds exactly like something Black Ice would do. Well, I just hope that folks watch out so the white snow doesn't blind them and keep them from seeing what's really going on. All I'm saying is I can't think of a single Christmas song about Black Ice. Lots of cheerful, uplifting songs about snow, so. Oh, well, for the record, Black Ice never asked to be out here. No, it did not. It's a product of the environment. Ooh, hallelujah! In fact, black ice didn't land on the road. The road landed on black ice. Ooh, amen! Okay. Next there you up, go. Why is America being ruined by black people? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that crew over Channel 2, they're going to get in trouble for wow. this. I mean, come on. Jovita. that's You know, that was uh, on, pretty, pretty deliberate. I don't know, man. Wow, all right, 239 on News Radio 1067. 844 1067. Uh, we got, uh, let's do the uh, shorter news line. Should we do this? He was on the old news line. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Cameron. Uh, this is your former president, Bill Clinton. President Sticky. How's it going, sir? Well, John Boy needs to be a good boy if he wants to be reunited with his wife and the great beyond because all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> that was a movie. She's a lovely gal. I wanted to call and just yes. say yeah. that Brett the truck driver makes a good point. What's that, sir? What was his point again? <laughs> Something about an airport and I Yeah, you know, I mean when you're half the show they can't all be gyms, you know. I mean, <laughs> When did he become co-host? I must have missed him. Well, I almost had another heart attack. The Kimmer actually complimented me a while back. I did. I said something. Yeah, you notice how us Democrats talk really tough about terrorists 10 years after we're out of office? Right. I mean, don't forget I was the president who passed up a dozen chances to kill bin Laden because I was too busy getting favors under the table. That's right. (laughs) Not to mention bribes. Yeah, those other things. Yeah, fact never mentioned by the brain-dead 9-11 Commission, whose members were kind of like Burl Ellis jurors when it came to giving me a break. <laughs> Apparently, sir. Too bad that Burl Ellis wasn't convicted, Kimmer. Oh, what do you mean, sir? Well, he could have gotten a speaking gig over at Kennesaw State. <laughs> you know, Kennesaw State has an exciting new lecture plan for next month. Oh, they do? I didn't hear. What yeah, it's called Keys to a Happy Marriage with your host, Fred Tokar, so you don't want to miss it. <laughs> Famous Atlanta murderer of his wife. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad we're finally relaxed and travel to Cuba because yeah. maybe I can pick up some gu- cigars that people are willing to smoke. <laughs> that you can actually light. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point. <laughs> what was Brett's point again? <laughs> It was a great call. He just should have honked that horn about seven seconds sooner. <laughs> well, though. there you go. <laughs> great to be on the Thank show. you so much, Mr. Former. Look out. Former President of the United States. I give him credit. I played a soundbite earlier today where uh, President Sticky said that these Muslims are the world-class hypocrites. 
for uh, telling us that we can't do what we want in their country. We can't go to their country and, and do our own lifestyle and our cultural behaviors, but they sure want to come over here and demand we let them do it to here. Yep. And he's right. But what bothers me is that he's now trying to sound like a conservative so that when he and his uh, his fake wife uh, run for president again, they'll say, oh, my God, uh, she's really coming more middle of the road. Yeah, please, you know better than that. Oh, and also, Justin, apparently Kennesaw State University has had such success with their murderous row of speakers, they're going to have somebody take the diary of Ted Bundy, where he described all his kills of the women, and they put it to music, and they're going to have a musical show with Ted Bundy diary killing readings and some beautiful pictures of uh, some of his victims from the police files put all to music at Kennesaw State. Wow. And it's free to the public. Next week, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Anyway, and uh, two forty-two. We're off on Monday. We're off on Monday. Good Martin Luther King Day because we got we help the soup kitchens and the blanket people. But first, well, well I don't get they bring the head cold, but they're. This is Vladimir Putin, Buddy. and this portion of Kim Peterson's show brought to you by Vice President Joe Biden, oh, a man who's so dumb he thinks that Gaza Strip is Palestinian nudie bar. I said, <laughs> Gaza Strip, Strip, are you people audience or oil painting? And now here's your host, Kim <laughs> Peterson. Thank you so much. It's only me, 247. We have another newsmaker line, maybe two to slip in for you between now and 3 o'clock here on News Radio 1067. Kelly Clarkson says her pregnancy was so bad she had to go into the hospital for a while. She said it was horrible. She took way more time off than she thought she would have to, but turned out pretty good. Her seven month old daughter, River, is healthy and happy. Her son, Tree Branch, is going to be uh, very happy with... When I tell you love, uh, she doesn't have Tree Branch yet, but uh, Kelly Clarkson like says her husband is running away from her because she wants another baby. <laughs> He's going, uh... She's got a new single. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of quick historical notes. This was the day, 1935. Fred Barker and his mom, Kate Ma Barker, were killed in a shootout with the FBI in Lake Weir, Florida. Ma Barker and her son killed in 1935 FBI. All right, I got 249. How about it? Oh, all right. All right. Hold on. Hold on a second. Here's a, here's a, a nice thought from some uh, sports uh, experts, uh, some, some, some pro sports comments. Uh, let's see. How about... Um, uh, here we go. Alex Karras, former uh, former Iowa uh, University football player and famous pro in the pros. Alex Detroit. Uh, and, and Detroit, and he played in movies and everything. Alex Karras said, quote, I never graduated from Iowa, but I was only there for two terms. Truman's and Eisenhower's. How about a newsmaker line? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kemmer. Bring it here. Oh, no. Bring it to me. Ah, no, you don't have it again, sir. I... <laughs> Working on that for eight years. John Kerry calling. Yes, sir. From France. Did you say a 13-year-old girl is on a crime spree? A 13-year-old girl, yeah. I guess it's never too early to prepare for a speaking career at Kennesaw State. <laughs> I hear they've got a killer lineup scheduled yeah. for this spring. <laughs> Well, thanks for playing that sound clip, camera boy. Yes, the crowds in France really love James Taylor. <laughs> really? Yeah, he also sang, Whoa, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. 
I saw a French girl who shaved under her arm. <laughs> Seen everything James else. James didn't really say that. He just he didn't really see that. He's just chucking up to the crowd, you know. Never been one. <laughs> I'll never forget when I got James Taylor's first album years ago. Yeah, really? Well. It came with its own needle. It does! <laughs> I mean, the way his popularity shot up, you'd have thought he was Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> it really shot up, did it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The psychiatrist told him he had to get back on the horse, you know. <laughs> but enough about Carly Simon. <laughs> you know, James Taylor even took time in Paris to do a tribute to the Kimmer. A tribute to the Kimmer? I didn't hear about that. They tell me it's a certain thing. The Kimmer will be gone by spring. He won't be there. No, no, no. Because he ain't got a friend. No, no, no. He ain't Michael Graham. Ain't it good to know? Enough of that. Yes, sir. I assured the people of France, though, that President Obama has their back. Their back. All right, sir. Just kind of like the Beachtree Police Chief. Well, anyway. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Hope's it easy. <laughs> I understand Duke University uh, bowed to pressure. They're yeah. calling off that Muslim call to prayer. Muslim call to prayer. The good news is the ceremony will be held in its entirety over at Kennesaw State tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with a speech from Mullah Omar. So <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of colleges, Kimmer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why is that woman's university in uh, Hoyloik or Holy Loik or whatever? Why are Holyoke. they canceling? Mount yeah. Holyoke, a uh, college oh, for girls, right. yeah. Mount Holyoke. That's right. Why are they canceling Jane Fonda's one-woman show? Well, no, no, sir. The show they're canceling was the vagina monologues. So it's... Well, that's right. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> we might have misunderstood <laughs> <laughs> that sponsorship from Mass and Gill lined up. It's a shame. I wonder what. <laughs> you understand the lady behind it went into a bar and ordered a vinegar and water on the rocks. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> Thank you so much. 252 News Radio 1067. It's only the Kimmer. 844-404-1067. Yeah. How about, uh, how about a guy in New Hampshire pleaded guilty to putting his girlfriend's two-year-old son in the dryer and turning it on? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Little Brad wouldn't shut up. <laughs> Jeez, that's brutal. Wow. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, it's 2.53. How about another? Let's do another news break line, yeah. shall we? It's Friday. It's Letter Rip having a little fun. And uh, Monday's a special holiday, Martin Luther King. How about a news break line? Good afternoon. Hello. Who is this? <laughs> hey, it's Charlton Heston. Mr. Heston, I think I must be getting Alzheimer's. <laughs> what do you mean, sir? Well, I think I'm the only one in the Kimmer audience who understood what Brent the drug driver was trying to say. <laughs> We're still working on that one. I don't... Thank God I don't have Alzheimer's. No, that's what I was thinking. What was I talking about anyway? I don't remember, sir. I would Holyoke College cancel a speech by Saxby Chambliss. Did he get a yeast infection again? No, no, sir. They canceled the vagina monologue. Oh, I thought it was a description of his... <laughs> 12 worthless years in the Senate helping Democrats out. 
Finally, some good news for the royal family, Mr. Heston. It couldn't come a moment sooner for Buckingham Palace. Have you heard it? No, what happened? Prince Andrew has decided to marry his childhood sweetheart. Oh, really? Well, she's still in her childhood. He's 54, I think. (laughs) He likes him young. Pete Davis told me they're holding the ceremony in Mississippi where it's still barely legal. (laughs) Barely legal. Yeah, Papa John's ought to hire that DeKalb delivery woman as their new spokesman, Mr. Heston. <laughs> Their new spokesman. Well, she has a hell of a lot better aim than Peyton Manning does. <laughs> Shot the guy in the face. You know? <laughs> Think I'll fake an injury. <laughs> my arm, my arm. <laughs> I think it's broken. Hey. <laughs> Looks like you forfeit, you know. The rules do allow for a substitution. The answer is time for a visitor from the mysterious East. Yes, sir. Charnack. The Charnack. Magnificent. The Magnificent. The answer to this question is murder, she wrote. Murder, she she wrote. How did Angela Davis describe the subject of her speech at Kennesaw State? Oh. <laughs> the answer to this question is half a loaf. Half a loaf. What do they call a part-time job at the SCLC? <laughs> SCLC, what's that stand for again? The Southern Chase Lounge Conference, I think. <laughs> there you go. A hardwood floor and Josh Ernest. A hardwood floor and uh, spokesman Josh Ernest. Name two things you might find under a rug. <laughs> I guess I should talk. When I was on that series, series the Colbys, Ricardo Montalban and I were held at gunpoint and forced to trade two pays. It was a cliffhanger. <laughs> I remember that series. <laughs> the answer I hold in my hand, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The last envelope for oh, this afternoon. Thank you, God. May your only son send Coach Sandusky a letter of intent. (laughs) (laughs) He's not even coaching anymore, so it's a very bad sign if he sends him a letter of intent. (laughs) Fruit roll-ups. Fruit roll-ups. What do they call sleeping bags over there at Cox Broadcasting? Oh, no. <laughs> Tim, Tim, <laughs> Thank you so much. Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067. Reminds me of a famous phrase from John McKay, who was a coach at USC when he lost a game and he said, We didn't tackle well today, but we made up for it by not blocking. So, <laughs> and when he was asked, when he, remember when he coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they lost every game or something, they, uh, the question at the reporters' conference was, uh, Coach, how, what do you, how do you feel about your team's execution? He said, I'm in favor of it. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. We'll see you on Tuesday. It's Letterman Friday. Give her 75. Have it. Oh, elbow. Damn. Ah! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.